Welcome to the 21st episode of the Blue Jays Way podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Martin. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Prosick. Tyler, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. I've been to two Jays games in the past week. Um, and it's my girlfriend's birthday this weekend, this coming weekend. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. So uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? He's doing amazing, but the bank account is suffering right now. Hey, hey, we we don't talk about my bank account right now. It's fine. I know I officially got uh, tickets to go to see them play the Tigers on the twentieth, so I'm hyped about that. Oh, nice! Yeah, I got I got uh, more tickets to see them play the Orioles on the thirty first. But yeah, I mean, I think where we're gonna start is we're gonna start players with our players of the week, but then we're gonna get straight into you know kind of all the big news, all the big stuff that happened on the trade deadline. And then, you know, we'll talk about the last two series that have happened. But Tyler, we'll start off with that. So what is your player of the week? Uh, player of the week, it's pretty simple, is uh, Jose Barrios. There's an argument for another player, and I won't say his name in case he's your player of the week. But uh, his first start with the Jays went almost, I mean, just as we would think from – from uh, a guy like his his uh, caliber of pitching uh, six innings pitched I think it's five hits no runs a walk and seven strikeouts it was a great start um, and he he looked so hyped to be in Toronto so uh, I'm going to give the new one of the new additions to the team my player of the week this week uh, I'm going back to back player of the week I think you got to give it to uh, George Springer again he was named yeah. the was he named the AL AL player, player of, the of the week? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's a good reason why he he's just on a tear since the All Star break. It's crazy. <laughs> just when we thought that this lineup couldn't get any better than George Springer's becoming an absolute beast. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just gonna give it to him because he's bring he's brought something to this team that they didn't have in the first half of the season, which is you know, kind of that veteran leadership, kind of like Semyon. And also, you know, the ability to be he, – he is a 5 tool player, you know, offensively, defensively, does everything on the field. He can steal bases. He just – he, like, when I see him touch the field, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter how much money we pay him. It's worth every penny because he's yeah. he does everything for you. And exactly. there's a reason why he's a, a world champion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we don't need to get into the – uh the whole trash can debacle Scandal. too much. But yeah. I also think that this shows that, you know, I don't think he needed it. I think he's good either way. I don't think yeah. he needs someone banging on a trash can in the Blue Jays dugout from do good. So I'm going to give it to George Springer. That's fair. But I mean, you know, speaking of Jose Breas, maybe you should have gone last. I think that's, that's got to be, I think that's one of the biggest trades of the trade deadline. One of the most yeah. shocking trades of the trade line for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, how your bias to the Mets is probably up there as well. Yeah, and his then obviously, 
basically anything the Cubs did was pretty big. Like they just traded yeah. away 90% of their team. Yeah. But Jose Brios traded from the Minnesota Twins, Toronto Blue Jays for our number two and four prospects, Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. And we, me and Tyler talked about this the day the trade happened, and there's some philosophical uh, divide here. So I'm just going to let Tyler speak his mind, and then I'll just give my opinion, and we'll let the listeners decide what they think. But Correct. Cool. Um, yeah, so for the deal, uh, initially, when, uh, when it happened, I was, uh, that was obviously the Jays home opener with quotations. Um, and I was walking in the St. Lawrence market getting a bagel. And I got my bagel. And then I looked at my phone and Jose Barrios was a blue Jay. And I was like, Oh, let's go. Like, I'm so hyped. And then I was walking down the street. I was walking down front street with uh, my friend Hayden. And, uh, I was like waiting for the return, refreshing my phone, refreshing my phone. And it comes up Simeon Woods Richardson because he was the first one to be announced. And I was like, okay, like, this is fine. Like that's, that's fine. And then I saw Austin Martin and I was like, oh, this is less fine. Um, And so my initial reaction was, I was kind of like, okay, this is a lot. And I was running like so many things through my head. Like, you know, he has term uh, of another extra year on his deal. Um, He's a consistent pitcher. Uh, he he strikes you know a decent amount of guys out not a top strikeout guy in the in the league but you know he'll he'll get 100 150 strikeouts in in between there for sure and you know you'd hope for more um and on our he's he has uh, playoff experience as well he's made a start in the postseason so all these things started running through my head and I was like okay like this is this is getting better and then when you look at the Jays side um, the biggest argument that you'll hear everywhere, um, anytime you ask uh, an analyst, a Jays reporter or anything like that, is the Blue Jays want to win now. Um, and Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson are not going to help them win right now. Um, so that's that's like the first argument you see, like the most broad one. And then internally, um, Austin Martin uh, had questions so far this year. Um, and I was listening to at the letters, um, the Sportsnet uh uh, podcast for the Blue Jays with Ben Nicholson, Ben Nicholson Smith and Arden Zwelling. Uh, and basically what they were saying and what uh, I like I agree with is for the Blue Jays to make a trade of this magnitude um, with quotations, like with these huge prospects uh, that are, you know, highly touted prospects, there must have been something that they're like, we don't think Austin Martin uh, will be, you know, immediately an all-star maybe down the road he's an all-star and you know that would suck uh for the jays but you know barrios is helping them now um but basically what they were saying is they don't think that the front office thinks that when you know martin comes to the majors maybe next year the year after uh he's not going to be an all-star right away like he can't impact the toronto blue jays within the next two years uh in their contention window which which is just opening um so that's that's what I saw there. And then with Martin, uh, there was questions with his power um, as, you know, he hasn't been cranking home runs and stuff like that. Um, and there's also questions with his defensive position. They don't really know where to play him. He doesn't really have a natural position. He can play a bunch of different ones, but you can't focus on one position because he doesn't have that, you know, set uh, position for himself. And then as for Woods Richardson, I think it's just that's just the price you pay. Um, you can look back to the Marcus Stroman trade when the Jays traded Stroman to the Mets. They got Anthony Kay, who was, you know, a pretty highly ranked prospect at the time. 
and uh, and Woods Richardson as well. Um, so it it it's kind of evens out at that point. Um, it, with the thing with MLB trades if, is you cannot judge it. Uh, judge a trade that has to do with prospects for another, you know, five, six years. Cause you don't know what you're going to get out of these guys. Um, so it's going to, it's going to take a while to, uh, to find out what it is, but you know, I won't lie. The price was, it that was an expensive deal. And um, you know, like I said, you're going to have to look down the road and see what happens there. Um, see, was this really worth it? Was that extra year of Barrios really worth, you know, two of your top prospects, but my final thoughts is when you look at the Jays prospect pool and what we have in our window and all the money we have, um, you can accept paying that high price, which was, you know, the price for, for, you know, guys who give you a lot of innings. Um, the price for starters was very high. Um, this, this trade deadline. And, and that was well known around the league. That's why you didn't see, you know, there wasn't as many uh, big trades, but the big ones that happened were huge deals. Um so that's just the price you have to pay. And um, I think the, the uncertainty of Martin, uh, really the Jays felt comfortable moving on from him. And so overall, I think if Barrios can hopefully cross my fingers, gets us to the wild card this year, that would be just amazing. And if not next year, he's in that top three role for you in your starting rotation and gets you poised for another run. See, this is... That's exactly my point why this wasn't the year to make a trade like this. I know, like, I get everyone's excitement. And, you know, anytime you bring in a great player that's going to affect the Blue Jays right now, you know, you you got to be excited. It's, it's something great. They filled a need for this team. But I think, you know, especially Ross. Ross has always spoke about, you know, having this second wave, you know, because when we look at the Jays from 2014, 2015, there's a reason why they just fell off a cliff after all their best players got old. It's because there's nothing there. Sure. Vlad was in the system at the time, but like we, we didn't like, we knew we had high expectations, but we didn't know exactly what he was going to be. I think the main thing with this Jays front office that I expected was, you know, they're going to want to keep their prospect capital, especially Austin Martin, who according to, uh, Sorry, give me two seconds. Uh, baseball reference played a majority of his games at third base in uh, with double A New Hampshire this year, which, you know, is a spot where the Jays obviously need an upgrade offensively. I think Santiago Espinal has been great defensively, but I think offensively they could definitely use an upgrade there. And I mean, I think while maybe Austin Martin wasn't going to be an all star his first season, I mean, we also have to remember that Vlad and Bo weren't all star caliber players in their first seasons either. I think he's above average player right now. And I mean, I got to give credit to the twins because I don't know what kind of like spell they put Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro on, but like, I think that getting two of their top five prospects for Jose Brios, who let's face it could be only here for another season. I mean, if they do that, the Jays is a huge blunder on the Jays if he only comes back next year and then leaves. But I just don't see this fitting the window. I don't think that they are true contenders this year. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll make the wild card. But I don't think this was a year to trade, like to go all in, in my opinion. And now people will be like, well, they didn't go all in. They still have Pearson. But I think that 
that trade doesn't happen if you add Pearson in it. Because I think Pearson's stock has dropped so much in around the league just because of his injuries and his lack of performance and a whole bunch of other factors. So I didn't think he was our true number one pitching prospect, even though that's what it says a lot uh, around the league and on a bunch of sites. So you give up your arguably your best uh, pitching prospect. And I think without a doubt, your best position prospect for like an above average pitcher. He's Jose Barrios. I can't lie is a good pitcher, but he's 27. So, you know, he's not young. He doesn't have, he has one more year of control. And I just think that the prices would have been better in the off season if you wanted to upgrade the rotation. Like look at the U Darvish trade. Look how little the Padres gave up to get you Darvish this offseason. A trade like that was going to be available this offseason. Or why didn't they do that this offseason? They knew that starting pitching was a weakness. And if they're willing to bring in a guy like Jose Barrios, why wouldn't you at least consider trading for a guy like you Darvish? We knew they had the prospect capital to make a trade like that happen. So I think just personally, this wasn't the year. Like, I don't even, like, Okay, Jose Brios is a great pitcher, but he can only pitch one of every five days. You know, he's not going to affect the team every day that they go out and play. So I guess the question for me is, will they make it past a wild card game? And will he, because he's not pitching the wild card game, that's going to be Ryu. So basically what you're trading for this season is for him to help you make a wild card game game in which I think they'll lose. Cause I think they're not, they're not even a top five team in the American league this year, just because they're, they're not there yet. I think that, you know, Rays, they're not even top three team in their division. I think the Rays and Red Sox have shown that they're better teams because they beat the Jays every time they play them pretty much. And then you got to throw in Oakland. Who's gotten a lot better over the last couple uh, weeks. And then you also have to look at the Astros and that's not even talking about the White Sox who are one of the best teams in baseball right now. So I just think that, you know, it's great. I mean, I can never complain about the Jays trying to become better and going to be better, but I think at the cost of what it took to get Jose Brios, which in my mind is, he's like a middle of the rotation on a good team. He's like a third guy on a good team. For all that, for a guy like that, it just seemed too much for me. I think for me, Barrios, like you and I see Barrios as, you know, close, but I think he's a little bit better than you rate him. Um, Just because uh, I get your point where, um, you know, he can't help you every day, but the thing he can do is pitch seven innings every game. Uh, which in turn saves your bullpen for a game where you might need them more uh, for your your worst starters in your rotation. And I think if if we can bring uh, Robbie Ray back next year, which I think is you know priority number one this offseason, if you can bring him back, your rotation can get like if they can stay healthy, that rotation can get you to the playoffs with Ryu Mats or um, Ryu Ray Birios um Pearson and Manoa uh you know granted Pearson stays healthy for once and actually gets in the starting rotation next year um 
But uh, I, I would say, I mean, Atkins and Shapiro usually are the guys who are like, we are not going to give you our best prospects. We love them and we're really attached to them. And they're super high on player development, which is awesome. Um, but th- I think they surprised us all when they went out and did this. Um, and I mean, you know, there's no looking back now. So the only thing they can do is go and try and win. Um, and so far since the deadline, it's been working. Um, they've won, they, you know, they swept that Kansas city series, lost the first game to Cleveland, won the next two. Well, and now they... I mean, no offense to these teams, but they should be winning no matter what. Yeah. Um, but either way they're, they're winning games. And I think a big, uh, this, this Red Sox series is, is going to be really interesting, uh, to see what happens. We have some great, great pitching matchups. Um, our, our four pitchers going to that series would be Manoa, Ray, Barrios, and Ryu. Um, so those are all great starters uh, against that Boston team. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see um, to see how they can uh, shape up against uh, the Red Sox. And you know, if they can win some, win the next. You know, we have that four game set against the Angels, the series after that, uh, and then we have Seattle. So Angels, Seattle. Uh, Angels a little bit less in the race, but these these are all teams in the playoff race. Uh, so these next three series are going to be huge in determining where uh, the Jays end up at the end of the year. Uh, you know, and after that, then they return home for another long homestand, um, which is going to be awesome. And then we finally face Detroit. Um, so there's a lot of interesting series coming up that um, that are really going to be um, you know determiners of our season, if that's even a word. Um, but, uh, yeah, like the, the last month of the year, we faced Minnesota seven times, um, which is cool. And Baltimore is our last three games of the year as well. Um, so there's a lot of interesting series coming up that, that the Jays can, can squeak in if they really, if they, but I see like my main thing is that, do you see the Jays? Okay. Let's put it. Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, Put Jose Brios aside. As a team was constructed before that, you can include Brad Hand, I don't care. And Corey Dickerson being on the team. Do you see them as being legit World Series contenders this year? Without Barrios. Without Barrios. No. Do you with see Barrios, them? I think they're they're a deep playoff team. They can get to the ALCS with, with that kind then, of pitching. Then I don't understand this move. I, th- I well, think you make you make the Jose Brios trade when you think you're in the hunt. I don't think they're they're in the hunt yet. I think they're a good team. I think they're a playoff team. I just don't think they're in the hunt yet. So I know you could argue, well, you know, you can't really just sit on your prospects and, you know, not do anything. But they could have done a lot of other things. Like they could have added, you know, a not, not as expensive guy like uh, a a Kyle Gibson or some someone like that to this rotation, which if we're being honest, has been good. The reason why they're losing games was never the rotation this year. The reason why they've lost games is the bullpen. And that, like, if we're putting the Jose Brios trade aside, the Jays did amazing the last week, week and a half towards the deadline and on the deadline to get bullpen help. Like the Brad Hand trade, a steal for the Jays. In my opinion, Riley Adams yeah. is a good catching prospect, but he wasn't ever going to see the light of day in Toronto. Yeah, Seriously, we have too many. Yeah, 
So you're trading him for Brad Hand, who who knows? The Jays could bring him back. Like they have that Kirby Yates money sitting around. Mm-hmm. They can bring him back next year to be the guy. And then they um oh, I'm blanking. Uh Joaquin Joaquin Soria. Soria, who just got injured, unfortunately. But um he is also a great pickup. He's been We've seen him in the playoffs. We've seen him in the regular season. He's a veteran guy. And then you just add him to Dolis, who after I didn't know he had a he couldn't feel two of his fingers in his throwing hand. Yeah. So, you know, seeing him come out the last couple outings and pitch a lot better is reassuring. And then also, you know, you have Jordan Romano and then Adam Simber. Like this is becoming a really good bullpen. Yeah. So while I know Jose Brios makes them a better team, we cannot argue that fact. I cannot argue that fact. I just think that maybe this wasn't the year to push all the chips into the t- into the middle of the table, because that's what they're I, doing with this trade, are they not? I think if you get especially into- with him, especially sorry, especially with him not having more than a year and a half of you know control. Like, say this was two years ago and you had three years of control of Jose Brios. You know what? I'm more fine with this trade. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you have to you have to sign him after next season, and who knows, maybe they get an extension done this off season. It's just one of those things where it makes me uneasy, uneasy as a Blue Jays fan. And yeah. I get the other side of it. Yeah, I think um, with your point about the playoffs, I think any team that makes the playoffs, if you have good pitching, which the Jays have now, if you have good starting pitching, you can go, you can go all the way. Uh, and, you know, you saw that in 2019 with the Nationals. They were an awful team uh, in uh, – in you know the middle of the season they were one of the worst teams in the league and then they turned it around uh made the playoffs got into the wild card and ended up winning the world series against i think no were the astros cheating again last year that year boston or something i forget anyways um that with good pitching they won the world series um so i think that to that point i think that's that's where I stand on that. If they can squeak into the playoffs with this addition, they can go deep, especially with the offense that they have. Yep. What's up? I also think that the, uh, the comparing the Nationals pitching staff that year to the Jays pitching staff is a little much because, you know, there's this guy called Max Scherzer and this guy called Steven Strasburg and on the top of your rotation. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not saying Jose Brios is a bad pitcher, but also, you know, he's not them. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah, but we still have good starters that I think can steal you games, especially in the playoffs. Um, So it's going to be really crazy to see where the Jays end up. You know, baseball is one of the toughest sports to get in the playoffs because there's not a lot of teams that make it. Um, So... You know, I don't know if, if they can squeak in great, um, but if they miss out, they're just coming right back next year with an even better team than they had going into this year uh, with, you know, Springer will be healthy. Pearson will be healthy. Uh, you know, we have Barrios now uh, and, and a lot of uh, term on some of our relievers like Simber will be back. Richards will be back. Um, you know, hopefully Merriweather will be healthy. This team is a lot better when they're fully healthy because we also have to keep in mind they have not been fully healthy all year there's always been some important pieces on the, the IL. Um, and in regards to the Jays uh, contending in the AL, um, I, I still think they're one of the best teams in the AL. Um, 
this is hot takes, um, but uh, I, I think they are the best team in the AL East. I don't think there's a team that's better than them. Um, just, you know, record-wise, Boston and uh, uh, Tampa got to hot starts. Um, Even, but you, Okay, you say that, but also we forget that the Red Sox are only getting better internally because they're getting Chris Dale back. They are getting Chris Sale back, but the rest of the rotation has been bad, and uh, their hitters are not hitting the way they were earlier this season. Um, so that's – I think the Jays' rotation is better, um, and I think our, our nobody in our division has better offense than us. I don't even care about the Yankees. The Yankees, even with their additions, uh, because they haven't been healthy all year, they don't have better offense than us right now, especially on the tear that uh, George Springer's on right now. Uh, they don't. And then as for Tampa Bay, I'd say, you know, Tampa would usually have the upper hand with pitching, but Tyler Glass now is going to be out for another year and a half. Um, so that, that's a huge hit to their, to their uh, rotation. They got rid of Rich Hill as well. Um, and, you know, Wander Franco has not lived up to uh, – he's, he's played well, but he has not been, you know, the, the prospect I think they were hoping for uh, up to this point. And, you know, granted, you got to give him time because Vladdy wasn't the guy we thought he was in his first two years even though they weren't full seasons. Um, so you have to give Franco time. But uh, right now, I don't think there's a better team than AL East. I just think it's a little too late for the Jays to uh, to try for the division. You know, maybe they go on a dumb run, like 20 wins. That's not going to happen. But if they did, you know, they could, you know, take the division, um, which would be miraculous. But um, I think if they can get into the wild card, it's, it's anyone's – It's Pun intended, it's anyone's ball game. So, yeah, they've only lost one game at home. So, yeah, we have to wait and see. I think, I think it's also a big thing, you know, the fact that they're playing in Toronto. I yeah, think that, was, that helps. A they, lot. they also have the most home games left at anyone in the MLB. So, that's a big advantage for them. I, I'm not trying to poo poo the Jays. Like, they're a good team. I just, no, yeah, no, no, I know you're not. You're just looking at it like from a, from a critical standpoint too so i'm looking at it from a, if i was playing uh franchise mode on mlb the show and i was like yeah. i would not trade austin martin and simian woods richardson for jose brias that's yeah. all it's... and you know what if he comes out and is the league mv or is the uh, playoffs mvp you know what i'll i'll eat crow i don't i don't care yeah yeah you know i if that happens like i said to uh to everyone in our baseball chat at OTL. I'm like, if he, you know, pitches seven scoreless innings in game seven of the World Series and the Blue Jays win, I will take this crow. Like, everything I've said on this podcast, you know, at me. I'll tell you my social medias at the end of the podcast. You can come find me. Like, I don't I don't care. Like, yeah, if that happens, it happens. Good. The Jays won. I don't really care. I just, this is how I feel right now. You know, it's going to, we'll see what happens. But, you know, also, Tyler also has to know that I am a, he, he knows how high I was on Austin Martin as a prospect. I thought mm -hmm. he was one of the better prospects in baseball. So mm -hmm. I think that's also part of it. And, you know, I see a lot of people being like, oh, look at all the stuff they gave up at the 2015 deadline and look at how almost none of it has been major league talent. And then, but like, which is a good point. But then also look at what the Mets trade was for Dickey the year before. Yeah. That that's all that's all we'll leave it at that. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's times where you win and there's times when you lose. 
And this could be yeah. one of the times where the Jays lose in the long run. But like, see, see, that's my whole thing is like, if you're going to make a deal like this, where you obviously know, Hey, five years down the line, we're not going to look great. Why mm. not have a chip? Why not have like almost not a guaranteed chip, but like a very good chance at a chip in your horizon when you make this move. And that's where I'm going to leave that at. And, you know, quickly before we wrap things up this episode, because we have talked a lot and it's been 90% of Jose Brios. I do want to give you a little bit of time to talk about the Brad Hand trade and uh, uh, I'm blanking his name right now, but the other Joachim Soria. Yeah. Joachim Soria deals just because we haven't got a chance to talk about them and then we'll head to uh, plug time. All right. Um, Brad Hand, I think you said it, you said it great. You said it perfectly. Uh, Bradley Adams is not getting a chance here, uh, especially with the catching prospects we have in the minors still. Um, there was no way he was, there was any room for him. So moving him for a guy that, you know, has one reliever of the year before a guy that can give us, you know, important late innings, although he was, he's been rocky through his first two appearances with the Jays. Um, you, you got to give Pete Walker time with him. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, once Pete Walker, you know, understands hand a little more and, uh, helps to figure out his mechanics and stuff like that. I think hand will be really important for us. Excuse me. And, um, so, yeah, so that trade, I think, is a win for the Jays. You're giving up a guy you're not going to use for a guy that could give you some really, really important innings down the stretch. So that's a win for uh, Ross there. Uh, and the Joachim Soria, two players to be named later. Um, they won't be highly ranked prospects if they're uh, players to be named later. Um, so, you know, they'll get their choice of whoever they want out of, you know, 10 or so uh, guys um, that Ross will give them. Um but I think a guy with that much experience, like you said, playoff experience, he's got a, a crazy arsenal. His uh, his slowest pitch, I think, is his curveball and his fastball are differ by 30 miles per hour, which is insane. Uh, I believe his um, his curveball is 68 miles per hour and his fastball is like 96 or something like that. It's it's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, those moves, I think, were just smart, low-key moves that will definitely help them down the stretch. And before you give your opinion on the trades, uh, if, if you want to say anything, I have one quick question, and, uh, you know, we won't keep it too long because, you know, we've been going a while. Do you think Espinal, uh, with his amazing average lately and his great defense, can be their everyday third baseman going into the playoffs? Well, it kind of has to be this year. Mm-hmm. I don't see don't- any other – there's there's September call-ups though. Like Jansen will be a September call-up because he'll come back from injury. And then I imagine Groshans or uh uh well not Groshans, uh it'll be uh Pearson, Nate Pearson will be coming up and maybe Kevin Smith at third base. Uh I don't see any other, you know, option the Jays have. Like, that's a serious option I, besides Biggio. Yeah. And even then. A, Biggio can't stay on the field. And B, Biggio's been hurt quite a bit. Well, same thing, sorry. A, Biggio has been hurt. And B, Biggio has struggled at times defensively. So I think when you look at it in that sense, I think, sure. If if you told me, like, if if Tyler back, back to the future did and came to my room right now and was like, hey, Curtis, in a couple months, the Jays are in the ALDS and 
Santiago Espinal is their starting third baseman. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, like what happened? If he came back to me and be like, hey, guess what? Uh, Austin Martin is the best rookie in baseball next year. I would cry. If he, if he did that, if he came back from the future and said that, I would cry. I would, and I would refer back to this podcast and I would cry some more. But, um, hey man, I'm not going to get over this trade. I just don't like it. But, uh, but to answer your question, instead of like going off on a tangent again, uh, I think, I don't think he's a bad third baseman. I think he's very good. Uh, I just don't think, you know, I think he's our one weakness in the player pool for position players. Yeah. And that's fine. We are allowed to have one weakness. When when you have probably the best one through eight batting order in the ba- in the majors, your ninth guy can be okay. That's what yeah. Santiago Espinola is. Sure, he's having great batting average, but so did Reese McGuire for a month there. For a hot mm-hmm. minute there, Reese McGuire was just lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Nothing against Reese McGuire. You know, he's a he's a good a good a, sorry, a good catcher. But you know, we'll have to see. I mean, do I see Santiago Espinal being a the long-term solution at third base? I hope not. I really hope not, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think when you look at this team, the off season, what is the one hole now? Say they, let's say they bring back Brad hand, which is the only reliever that oh, is Joaquin Soria also a free agent after this year. I think so. Okay. Let's say they bring back one of Soria or hand, which I think they'll, they would bring back hand unless he just can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing they need is this third baseman. Like I look yep. at this team going into this off season and I'm thinking to myself, besides like a fifth starter. Mm-hmm. And I don't Unless... think you go out, I, I don't think you don't get that guy right now with, you know, Manoa and Pearson knocking in the door. Yeah. So I think, I think unless Kevin Smith in AAA comes up as a September call up and has like a Juan Soto type September, October, like where he lights the world on fire and is amazing at third base for them, then I agree. I think third base should be their number one need. And that's with them doing my, you know, number one priority checklist, re-signing Robbie Ray. Uh, that's, that's with that included. Um, I think, yeah, I think number one is signing hand and Ray granted mm-hmm. there's the asterisk that hands plays at least semi-decent this year. Yeah. And then, and then step two is, who's available at third base. Yeah. I'm not saying to go sign Chris Bryant to seven years at a hundred million dollars. There's a lot of good infielders this off season. Yeah. Because man, there's a part of me that wants him to keep Semyon. I know. I already said this on the podcast. I know it's going to be tough. We'll, we'll, when the season gets uh, uh, closer to an end and we find out if the Jays are in the playoffs or not, we can do like a whole offseason thing on what you think they should do, what I think they should do, all that stuff. Anyways, Tyler has to go soon. So we're going to yes, do, do quick plug time. And Sweet. we'll start with Tyler because he's got to get out of here. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, you can follow me, like I say every week, on Twitter at ProcyTyler, P R O C Y K Tyler. Uh, and Instagram, Tyler R. Prosik underscore. Um, you can find all the overline sports baseball stuff mainly is on my accounts always. Um, I'm always 
you know, uh, looking out for the um, hockey department, football department, all that stuff on Twitter and stuff, liking all those things. Make sure to follow TL on Twitter, by the way. Curtis will plug them more. But uh, um, coming up, uh, I'm, I have my last exam tomorrow for summer school. Thank goodness. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, so that means I can write more. I can put more time into this baseball uh, uh, department and we can get some more articles up for August. Um, but right now, uh, I have one scheduled for, I think, the, like the second week of August or something, or the third week of August. And what it's going to cover, and, you know, this is, you know, a little early, but uh, what it's going to cover is comparing the Jays deadline this year and the Jays deadline in 2015 and seeing how those uh, both worked out and how I project this one to work out for the Jays. Uh, maybe I'll put a Barrios contract prediction in there as well. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but um, that'll be a fun one to write. So be sure uh, to check that out when it, it is released. But that's it from me. Yeah, I don't have much to plug because I'm kind of in grind mode right now, not going to lie. I'm, I'm trying to finish off my summer job. Got one more week left of that. So technically, as of the time of recording, only six days left of work to be done. So whoop, whoop, and then I'm finally done, kind of like you. can kind of chillax. So I don't know how much writing I'm going to do. Hopefully, I'm going to help Tyler out with some baseball writing over the next like a little bit because, you know, hockey with free agency being over and then kind of dry. It's kind of dry right now, so mm -hmm. probably switch to more baseball stuff. Um, personally, obviously, you can find me on Instagram at cmartin2292. You can find me on Twitter at cmartin3876. Screw the person that has cmartin2292 on Twitter. I hate you. You know, you couldn't just make things easy on me. You had to, you know, do this to me, but it is what it is. Um, I just go check out everything that happens on the site. I mean, we might be a little bit slow for the next couple of weeks just because, you know, everyone is uh, trying to just figure things out. And I'm also going to be moving down to Toronto again in the coming week, week and a half. So, you know, I'm going to be busy doing that. But, you know, the podcast is still going to happen. Like, we've been, <laughs> we've been doing this for, I don't know, how many straight weeks, pretty much. We've only taken one week off this summer. Yeah, pretty almost like 20 straight, 21 straight weeks. Pretty basically 21 straight weeks. We've done so this almost podcast. eight months or whatever it is. No, wait, that's wrong. No, that's not it. it we started four, in four February. Months? Four months. So February, March, Six April, months? May, June, July, August. Six months. Seven yeah. months. Seven. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate all of you who've listened along the ride. Yeah. And, and what you know in the future we're going to be looking out for for more people to get on we curse and i have just been so freaking busy so <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie this i feel like for both of us right now this podcast is kind of uh on the back burner a little bit <laughs> like not to say that it's on the back burner but like you know it's tough like me editing we, we got a lot like, of stuff to do yeah yeah but but we'll, we'll get back into it we'll get some some oh. interesting guests back on during the school year in in two in two weeks we will we will definitely be doing more yep. once you know we're both kind of settled and figured out but i <laughs> think if that's everything that's going to do it for us this week guys i just want to thank all of you for joining us and remind all of you to like and subscribe to this podcast you can find us on spotify and apple podcast make sure to check us out on social media at otl sports ca on twitter and instagram and also go check out our latest articles on the website www.overlinesportsca and we'll see you next time with the
why 